Hey, 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 welcome to the fourth season of Activate, a podcast consisting of purposeful conversations aimed at encouraging listeners to embrace both the beauty and chaos of life. Through laughter, tears, and brutally honest confessions, each episode will culminate with a call to action, offering tangible ways for listeners to not only strive for, but to become the best version of themselves. I'm Steph. And I'm KB. Steph is a certified holistic wellness and gut health specialist who has dedicated 10 years of her life to building multiple six-figure businesses online. And KB is a former network marketing hater turned top leader in her industry. She is a certified life coach helping women to get unstuck from the same chains that once held her back. Together, we have built a thriving business by helping incredible women just like you level up in their health and wealth, all while staying rooted in Christ. Thank you for being here. Let's do this. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Hi. Oh my gosh, you're the recorder today. <laughs> yeah, we switched spots. We're coming up in this world here we, with technology. We really are. We really are. Oh, I'm actually speaking into my microphone. I didn't forget. I'm um, not. You're not. That's okay. It's okay. <laughs> we're going to get there. I mean, I mean I we're started, not all the way up. We're yeah, coming we up. The studio and all the best, you know, pro- products, all of the best technology. And then it, then we didn't have anything. Then we had AirPods and now we have partly microphones. Sometimes I have a mic if I'm at Jay's. Yeah. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you don't. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know if I even notice, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> right. I know. It's funny. All that stuff, like our studio was still intact. Yeah. Um, besides like this microphone that I have right here, but all of our pictures oh, and all, it's still decorated. So um, I know. Oh, well. All right, guys, before we get in the episode, I just want to talk to you about NUX Activewear. Work hard, play hard, and slay through the sweat with NUX Active. NUX Active is high-performance activewear that doesn't compromise on the chic. Located in Los Angeles, their diverse women-operated team oversees every meticulous detail of the design process, from the first stitch to the last shipment. They channel Positive Planet vibes through a commitment to using the best organic fabrics and recycled materials as much as possible. NUX Active is active fashion that flexes and fits like a buttery second skin. Power through Pilates, dare to reach your hit goals, and strive for that extra rep in Nux Active. Run, don't walk over to NuxActive.com. That's N-U-X-A-C-T-I-V-E.com to check out the latest collection and energizing colorways. As a gift to you, take 20% off your purchase with promo code ACTIVATE20 at checkout. That's ACTIVATE with a K, 20 at checkout. Make positive moves with Nux Active. How are you? Well... I'm better today. Good. <laughs> I dang near died twice. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had uh so I had some skin tags removed last year and then I had this little thing like on my side. Um and they said at that time, you know, like, oh, it's just a little nodule or whatever, it's fine. And sometimes it would like get a little bit swollen and then it would go back down and be normal. And, you know, it's wasn't attractive. I didn't love it. Like if I was wearing a swimsuit or whatever, but whatever, not a big deal. Well, all of a sudden in the last, I guess it's been about nine days now, it started to get really, 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 really inflamed. And I didn't really put the two together, but I started to, I didn't feel good, but also I just like 
I couldn't think. It was like I've never taken mushrooms, right? Like mm-hmm. me before mushrooms, my brain, like nothing was connecting. I felt completely lost. I was scared. I couldn't put my thoughts together. I was slow. Jay was like, are you okay? And I was like, not really, but I don't know why. <laughs> um, and then uh, that was like Saturday and Monday, the thing on my side, like I couldn't sleep on my side for days. It was super got really, really inflamed, really red. And then like, it looked like, like it was coming to a head or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I went to the doctor on Wednesday and I had a cyst that exploded and there was like a sack attached to it. And basically um, I was, you know, like septic, I had a bunch of bacteria. Um, and so luckily I just am like, thanking God. I'm like, what if that was something that I couldn't see or feel? Right, right. You know, so right. scary. Like so many things can just happen. Praise God that we wake up in the morning, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also, you know, I never take any like um, medications or anything. Um, but they gave me 10 days of doxycycline and I was like, oh, I got to take it. You know, what if I'm septic? And I was already taking a bunch of herbs anyways. Um, but I essentially had an allergic re- reaction also to that. So mm. luckily I went off of that and I saw our chiropractor. She's like our doctor. She's chiropractor, kinesiologist. And I got it. It's called Congaplex. Um, so I started taking that yesterday and like the difference even between yesterday and today, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm alive again. I'm oh, back. Good. Good. I make it? Yeah. That's <laughs> scary. Wrong, nothing. Yeah. You know, something's wrong. Literally you ain't working out. <laughs> I was just like, I can't, I can't do it. I'm going to die. Oh, but. well, okay. Well, I'm glad that's behind you for the most part. That's yeah. And I'm almost like glad that it happened because now you can like, it can actually like go away. You're not just living with this thing. Yeah. yeah. So if the doctor, you know, tells you like, oh yeah, that's fine. And you think mm, maybe it's not fine. Or if it's like, growing and shrinking and Mm -hmm. (laughs) all the things, you know, I am pretty stubborn for a couple of reasons. A, I knew essentially there would be a needle involved, right? (laughs) Needles. B, I know they're always going to want to recommend medication. I don't really do medication. However, like there is a time and a place that you have to go. For Um, sure. And I also was talking to one of my friends at football practice and she was like, girl, don't be so stubborn. She was like, I literally have a good friend whose mom called her just the day before because it was something on his toe, like some foreign thing. And he was like, oh, I don't know, maybe, you know, um, and they had to intubate him. Wow. Like his kidneys had failed because basically the same thing, like he was septic, like. Wow. That's scary. Yeah. yeah. You just need to, if you, you just need to trust your gut on that stuff, I think. You know, even if somebody says, oh, it's fine and you don't think it's fine, then definitely like go get a second opinion. Oh, and I hate I mean, I hate when they say antibiotic, I'm like, oh, because I just know what it does to your gut and how long it takes you to like repair. But there I mean, but also thank God for antibiotics. Like there is just a time and a place where they're necessary. Yep. And if you need something else, I can help you out. Um, yeah, yeah, it was because that was that was the scariest part is once I was on the antibiotic, I had an allergic reaction to that. Um, Right, right. So but also it's because probably because I don't ever take Take them. Um, (laughs) Right. Your body's like, what? Get this out of here. (laughs) Out of here. Literally. 911. Jonathan came home with something. 
And then I got sick from him. And I was like, great, you gave me malaria because he came home from Africa um, sick. And I'm sure it was just the travel, honestly, like he ended up with a sinus infection. And then and then I got, you know, a sore throat and stuffy head and all that yucky stuff. So that was kind of a bummer because we both didn't feel good while we were in Charleston. But um, he definitely was worse than me. Um, But he powered through and we had. A wonderful time it was so yeah. nice and at, when we were in the car asher's on the way there asher's like it's been a long time since it was just just the three of us on a vacation and i just think Aww. that's so precious like he just loves the time so yeah. um he had a lot of fun and it was just good to be there our friends bought a house on sullivan's and my gosh it was like literally from the pages of a magazine i've never been in a more beautifully like decorated space it was so pretty um so that was a lot of fun it was is it was their nice. house the one with the little tube elevator yes yeah. yes yeah yep um it was just i mean just hard to imagine every single corner every single space was just meticulously decorated they had this like i don't know um famous designer do the whole entire thing and it was just i don't know it was it was gorgeous so it was fun to stay there yeah that's awesome that's kind of like amy's place that we both stayed at too um yeah you just you're like wow oh wow i know pretty oh that's awesome (laughs) Mm -hmm. every square inch is just perfectly appointed so yeah we had a wonderful fourth and um I don't know. Just feel lucky that we get to do that. And we've spent the fourth with Steve and Sonia for since we met them, I think. Um, so it's just like our tradition. And Asher said, will we be invited next year? And she said, of course, you're always invited because he just yeah. loves it. He loves the beach. Yeah. Um, and I it's funny because um, so Sonia we've been on multiple trips. Like we went to the Bahamas with them. We've been on multiple like vacations with them. And one time she's like, I hate the beach. And I was just like appalled. I'm like, what? I've never like, what? I've never heard someone like say that before. And then I got thinking about it. I'm like, wait, I hate the beach. I don't like the beach either. Oh no. I'd pick a pool. I I would love a pool that where I can see the beach from the pool. I don't love the beach. I don't love the sand. I don't like (laughs) really anything about it. I don't, I like there to be a bathroom and a drink close by. Like, it's just like the beach is like so much work. Like we'd have to pack up. I felt like the entire house to get to to the beach. They have, they, now it's nice because they, they have everything that you would need at the beach, but it's still like, we got to pack it all up and then we got to set it all up and then it's all covered in sand. So then we got to clean it all off. And then we got, Oh my gosh, it's just like a lot of, freaking work it's a lot of work and i've definitely found the half um so there's obviously a million beautiful beaches down here but there's this one little piece of beach that i it's where i go yeah Um, it's like two brothers and one of their friends that like have this piece of beach and it's actually like this whole beach shack so you can get drinks and food and ice cream there's bathrooms right there oh Um, yeah but you just show up and they have they put out the chairs for you, your umbrella. It's like 20 bucks for the day. Oh man. Okay. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's ideal. That's ideal because yeah. this was just, and I didn't even, I wasn't even the one doing all the work, but I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like, it's just it like you're packing up the whole house and then all the towels are covered in sand and everyone, yeah. I don't know, but Asher had a lot of fun. He had a yeah. great time and that's I got some sun. I went for a beach walk, but you know what? I, about halfway through my walk, which is a bad time to notice that your feet are on fire um, because I was very far away, but I had like blisters all over the bottoms of my feet. And Jonathan said I burnt them and I'm like, it wasn't hot. I don't understand. 
I never felt like the sand was hot, but I walked like a mile down and a mile back barefoot. And I could not even walk the next day. My the bottoms of my feet were destroyed. Like, okay, never doing that again. And I thought I had like little cuts. Like I thought like I was stepping on like little pieces of shell or like something was cutting. It wasn't cuts. It was blisters. Isn't that weird? I know it was. mm, Um, Yeah. It's super funny because Jay says he loves the beach, but he does not like he literally (laughs) it's so funny so the one of our very first dates the second day we knew each other we went to the beach to watch the sunset right and so like we were on the beach and like oh it was so nice and then we were like in the water together and all this stuff i've not seen that man in the water since (laughs) (laughs) oh the things you do the beach right you know and so every time like we were there the other day on the fourth actually him and aj and i and you know like he, <laughs> he has his own little thing that he does is super cute and like he'll go with me any time that i want to go to the pool yeah. or the beach yeah um, but he'll never <laughs> he doesn't go he like has air force ones on walking on the beach. Like, <laughs> that's me like it reminds me of it it sounds like our first time going to hawaii when like we didn't even know each other and i like literally did every i was snorkeling i was swimming every day my hair was wet every day didn't care uh i ate all that like he had me eat every kind of seafood i hate seafood i'd never even eaten seafood before i'm like oh yeah absolutely i'd love to try that and now it's like the man comes home from work and he's like hey you want to hop in the pool i'm like bro do I look like I want to hop in the pool? Do I look like someone who hops in the pool? No. And he's like, uh, okay, I uh, just thought it might be fun. I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. My plan was uh, to eat dinner, take a bath, watch a show, and go to bed. There's no pool in that I, I do the pool during the day, um, not here. Exactly. I mean, if I'm going to sit out there, I'm at least going to get a tan. Like, what's the point of sitting out there when there are just bugs out? Yeah. And, and it, it is dusk. why I'm there. It's for <laughs> and so... You know, here you look at Jay and he's like <laughs> half in the shade, you know, Sometimes he'll be directly in the sun, but it's so any, every single time now I'm like, you tricked me, you know, and he's like, oh, we say, we say you duped me. I was duped because you said uh, so many things. Like, I'm like, I was duped. And he's like, you were not duped. I was duped. I'm like, okay, you were duped. I'll be, I'll be honest. You were duped, but also, so was I. <laughs> So was I. I don't know how, but I was. <laughs> oh, that's funny. He's like, I'll get in there one day again. I'm like, one day again? It's been a year. <laughs> the pool and beach. My one one a year uh, up in there. I mean, I, I had I had to get in there because I had to pee. Oh yeah, I had to get in the ocean. I mean, it, it, there's no there's not a bathroom. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so it was like, well, I'm trying to drink my oh, gallon of water know. sitting over here. My spot, there's a bathroom. There's already now that I like. Oh, that yeah. I like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Well, what else? I so here's something I was going to talk about before you talk about your your actual plan. Um, so yesterday, speaking of like, I'm like, no, my plan is to do this and then this and then this and then this. Like, I am so because being on vacation is when I start to notice like. When I was, when I'm in Iowa, I can still control everything. I can buy my food. I can make my food. I can do all, you know, all of my things. Well, when you're staying with other people and like, we went out to eat every meal, which is great. I didn't want her to cook. I was like, no, please don't cook. Like, we'll just go get some food. So you did end up staying with them. 
we did. We had a hotel. That's still, we're still going back and forth with them um, Uh because they charged us $3,000. But Sonia, she doesn't let, you don't, you don't make decisions when you're with Sonia. She's just like, no, y'all are staying here. And I'm like, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll stay. Like, I, for some reason, I just, like, she just tells me what to do and I do it. Uh, Jonathan's like, how does she get that control? I'm like, yeah, I don't know, because <laughs> you certainly don't have it um, <laughs> over me. Um, but, okay, so I was I didn't work out. I did the, well, the last day I finally did go to the gym, but I was just like, oh, my gosh. And even leading up to it, I was, like, kind of, like, panicking, like, being out of yeah. control and knowing I had to go out to eat yeah. all those times. And like, yeah. It really is hard for me. Um, but I noticed, too. So then we come – and everything was fine. Like, I, I went out to eat all those times. It was perfectly fine. Nothing – my body, nothing changed. Everything was fine. Like, it's fine. And I did stick to what I could. I controlled the controllable. I drank my water. I did – got my steps yeah. in. You know, I, I made decent choices when we would go out to eat. Um but I got home and it was like that. It was Jonathan asking me to go swimming. And I was like, no, bro, like my plan is this, 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 and this. And I'm like, gosh, I'm such a stickler with like a plan and routine. And I need to be better about like being able to be a little, oh, like (laughs) a little spontaneous here and there. Like if you say, let's go swimming, I could probably do that. Um, But I was thinking about it, like, because I don't think I've been like this my whole life. I think this is kind of new. And I think it's a little bit since we moved here to this house. Because yeah. I don't even think it's been since. I think when Jonathan and I were first dating, I was up for anything. And now yeah. I, I ain't up for anything. Like, I'm just like, nothing is fine with me unless I planned it yesterday. Yeah. Like, I need <laughs> to know. <laughs> but yeah. I think it might be like a protector. One, because I, I don't like to be out of control with like food and all of that. So I think that that protects me if I just have a plan. But also when we moved way out here, quote unquote, um, we just stopped doing anything. And so I think like I just adapted to like, okay, I'll just make a plan every single day that even if it's the same thing, I know what to expect. And it like protects me from feeling let down that we're not like going and like doing things. And so now I got like so stuck in the kind of the opposite of what I used to be that I feel like I can't like veer away from it. I think it's a protector for me because I can't be let down if I already had a plan and I stuck to my plan. Right. But but if I don't have a plan and I'm just like waiting for something fun or exciting to happen and then it doesn't, then I'm let down. It's like what happens to me on my birthday. It's why my birthday is like a letdown every year because I'm like, okay, something big is going to happen. And then it doesn't. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then I'm just like so disappointed. So I think to protect myself from disappointment, I just make a plan and stick to it. Just the same thing. Yeah. Well, I think it just gets easy to get comfortable too, especially when you love your home, because I, I guess my life was a little bit different though. Um, you know, I didn't do a whole lot or like, it was always just like on the weekends, like our people came over. That's what we did, you know, or we just went to the brewery or whatever. So we try to be super intentional. Like, you know, Jay and I, it's AJ's weekend with Chad this weekend. So like, we will go on a date tonight, you know, we're really good about that. Um, and we really, so I just gave up my Saturday classes. I taught today, but, and I'll do a couple more here and there in my worship rides, but, um, you know, like 
we're going to get up on Saturday mornings and go kayaking or do, yeah. you know, there's so many amazing things to do. Like, that's the other thing. Like, let's go. And AJ just loves it. You know, it's like the three of us. And a lot of times Josh is with us too, or whatever. So, you know, I think it's just something. And if you would ask anybody else, it's probably the same for them too. You just get comfortable in your routine. Yeah. You just do. Yeah. You know? I just need to be a little more, I don't know, just a little more open to, coming out of the plan if like a something if, if a situation arises i need to be able to like okay yeah let's do that like put the plan aside because in the name of like fun like this could be fun but i just get it in my head like no i didn't have that plan so we're not going to do that we're staying home i i have a bath planned at 6 p.m <laughs> <laughs> and ashley would be like oh my gosh look at how i mean yeah Oh my gosh. Yeah. I just, I need so to. The adventure challenge. What's the adventure challenge? Okay. There's like a date one, you know, oh, like, yeah. Or there's a family one. They're little scratch offs. And nice. we've yet to do it. So actually I'm like, oh, I'm going to bring one of those today. Yeah. <laughs> um, we used to do, Ashley and I made like a jar and it was like, okay, when we don't have anything to do, we'll pick something out of this jar. And it was like splash pad, go to the movies, go to the trampoline yeah. park, whatever. But I hate all that stuff. So I don't. <laughs> so we never did it. So we never did it. Although we might go to Sound of Freedom today. That's supposed to be. That's in my plan, though. I plan. Okay. So would you and Jonathan? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Is it. So we were talking about it last night and almost did that. But I didn't know, like. Is it super brutal? Have you heard? Is it hard I, to watch? I, I heard it's very hard to watch, but I still think it's very important to watch. It's very important, and I will yeah. watch it for sure. Yeah. Um, no, I think it's hard to watch. Yeah. Anything with kids is going to be hard to watch. Um, you remember when we started talking about that and how we were like, you know, we know it's a thing, but it's hard, you know, but like by not watching it, not sharing it, not educating people, then you're just kind of, well, you're doing what everyone else is doing. Like, okay, I'm sure that happens, but it happens somewhere else. It happens to somebody else. It's someone else's children. It's, and you know, and I don't, I, I don't love her anymore. Um, but Glennon Doyle, she would always say there's no such thing as somebody else's kids. Like they're all our children and we have, like, we have to protect the children. And so I just think, um, that is important for, to watch. Like, I think everyone should watch it. I'm honestly shocked that it's, um, that they're even allowing it. Yeah. Someone went on the new, uh, like CNN or something and said like, it's a QAnon, like just like made it to be like, it's not real and it's a conspiracy and all of this. And, um, yeah, I mean, we, it's obviously happening. In fact, I, I was at the gym today and my friend told me that her, someone that she works with, her daughter was in New York and has not been, she is, she was kidnapped and they have not seen her and they think that she was sold into the sex trade. Yeah. It's very real. I mean, I was doing that whole series with the literal, like he was the head of human trafficking for the white house. Like we are educating people. It was happening in the Virginia neighborhoods where you are from where yeah. we were yeah um it's very real and it's very real everywhere and it's happening out of people's windows they have and no- then like biden like cut his position or something right yeah. like there's not even funding not for even, that there's no human trafficking organization through the white house anymore and if that doesn't wake you up 
I don't know. But there, <laughs> like, but but there's cocaine in the White House. <laughs> that was really funny what you said. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like, it's unbelievable. It really is. And I just, you know, I don't know how people see past so many things, except for that it's propaganda. Like, well, people don't want to believe certain things. It's a, you can live a more comfortable life if you don't know the full truth about things. And so yeah, people yeah. just choose to be comfortable instead of knowing and understanding and accepting the truth of what and it's hard. is. It like, is hard. It's not conspiracy. The things that we talk about, they're not conspiracy, you guys. Mm-hmm. Like, um, but when you start to wake up, it yep. that's also very hard. Like I knew a lot of things and then knew more things and that you know, but when you start to search for the truth and realize that it's hard to find the truth, mm-hmm. um it's that tells you right there. Yeah, man. It's wild. Mm-hmm. They don't want you to know. So Jay said, so we were in the car and he's like, you know, do you, do we want to watch it? And you know, I'm like, I do want to watch it. And he's like, can you watch it? Cause I can't like, if it's a movie about a kid getting kidnapped, I'm not, I'm out. Like, right. I'm just, you know, right. and I, I was like, I, it's just, my heart can't take it. Yeah. Um, but then I was explaining that I'm like, however, until I really went down the rabbit holes and saw, you know, like you guys it's there's videos there's there's it's all it's in front of our face like yeah. it's um it's everywhere and you have to be willing to start to learn differently or just be quiet <laughs> i feel right. like that's the thing like you know um that's also with these worship rides that i am going to be doing now i'm going to be donating for human trafficking and finding different organizations and like bringing that back to light um, I got a little bit scared when we were doing the educational part of it, just because people don't want people to be educated and people mm-hmm. will quiet those people up. And so, yeah. you know, um, I had to be very careful there. Um, but yeah, I, I guess if there's a call to action today, it would be to watch that movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, w- I was actually hoping to have seen it. I wanted to go yesterday so that I could talk about it on here, but I, we we didn't get there yesterday. It wasn't in my plan. <laughs> so <laughs> so yesterday didn't work out. <laughs> but today, today I planned for it. So hopefully that we can make that happen. But uh, so I saw on social media that you like, you had some very professional looking um, like, slides for a call that you did oh (laughs) yes (laughs) it was very professional looking thank you yeah Yeah. i jay and i both are leaders on an entrepreneurship team for church and we're going through this book it's called traction um by gino wickman and um Basically, it's for any business owner and their management team. Traction provides a powerful, practical, and simple system for running your business. So um, a number of us um, split up the chapters, and I happen to be assigned to, it's called the issues component, or basically like solutions, right? Like there's always going to be issues. You have to find solutions. Um, And it's cute because Jay's like, look, like Steph is a solution person. Like she's <laughs> always forever. If something's wrong, she's going to come up with a solution, you know? Um, so it was, um, it was an honor to be able to do that. I also was able to, um, to interview one of our pastors. He's incredible. Uh, I think I've talked about it a little bit, but he 
he made me really uncomfortable at first. <laughs> um, and I realized like, that's just conviction. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you talk about like, I'll never forget, you know, he would be talking about like dating, like godly dating, the things yeah. you do and don't do, you know? And he was like, listen, four on the floor. Like if you're watching a movie, like it's four on the floor, your feet are on the floor, you know, otherwise it leads to other things and, you know, all this stuff. And I was like, I mean, I'm not keeping four on the floor. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> and then you, you know, you realize there's things that he says that it might are, be right. <laughs> yeah, he's right, man. Um, so anyways, he's so incredible. So I was able to interview him too, but I did make a slide presentation. Ooh, um, fancy. So I, yeah. So I was just going to share that with us. And this can really, you know, go into any component of your life. Um, I do always say, you know, a lot of people are out there and they want to be successful. They aim to be successful. Um, we talk about it a lot of times, like the highlight reel, um, you know, but really ultimately before I go into any of this about your business, like if your home isn't in order, um, then none of that matters. Right. So I think it's super important. Hopefully some of these things can also translate into your home. So I just will share what that was all about. So I want to start by saying this. Um, do you want to know what the number one factor to success is? It's not where you grew up. It's not who your parents are or how much money they had. It's not your college degree or background. It's not the part of town that you're from or where you live now. The number one factor to success is your mindset. All right. We talk about it all the time, especially in our business. We've seen, um, you know, I've been doing it for nine years. You've been doing it now for a few years. Like it's a very up and down process, uh -huh. um, but it's how people stay in it. Right. Um, so many people, this is not for the faint of heart, but you know what? I, I hear that said now and I'm kind of like, you know, but then what is, you know, people kind of make it sound like it's just network marketing. That's not for the faint of heart, but really when it comes down to it, it could, because, you know, going through leadership and, you know, leading hundreds of people now over the last number of years, I'd always say like, if you owned a bakery, you wouldn't just like not show up to make somebody's wedding cake, but yeah, you probably would not show up to make the wedding cake if you don't show up for your business either. Um, I used to say a lot of things that now when I look back, I'm like, you know what, that's just not acceptable. Or maybe that's just like something that they they say to those, those of us who are entrepreneurs or network marketers or somebody that started up, you know, this startup company or that startup company. Like the truth is you either you're in or you're not. Either you believe in yourself or you don't. Either well, you and like, like, I love that you said, like, so what is like marriage is not for the faint of heart. Parenting right. is not for the faint of heart. Like you, we, you just have to like decide and know, like, this what is hard. This is going to be hard, but it's going to yes. be rewarding. It's going to be worth it. Um, but I have to, you have to show up for it, right? You have to show up exactly. in your marriage. You have to show up wow. in parenting. You have to show up at your job. You have to show up in your business. You have to show up at the gym. You have to show up. You got to do it. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. And, you know, I mean, to be really honest with what we do, um, the number of free resources, like our team, the team that we are on, holy cow, like we are very successful. We don't even hand a candle yet um, to these other people. Right. And part of it is because when I first was in leadership, I was like real hardcore. Yeah. Right. And I now am realizing that, again, that's one of the things that God made me to be. He made me to be hardcore, to push people a little bit out of their comfort zone. Because when I kind of got away from that hardcoreness in my leadership, 
everybody drops. Yeah. Right. So it really is one of my purposes is to be loud and bold and push limits and all of those things. Um, you know, I've shared on here about what happened to me and losing all the money. And it really like kind of made me stop working my business altogether. Mm -hmm. um, and so the last number of months now that's coming back up, praise God. Right. Yeah, praise so God. right now I I'm in a place where I am just working my business again, meaning not that I stepped down from leadership, but we kind of saw like when I fell off, a lot mm -hmm. of people fell off and that's a lot of pressure too, even for somebody like me and for especially how I'm trying to navigate my life moving forward. Um, I want to be surrounded by people that want to keep going or want to lift me up too. Right. Um, I realized that that was the one thing that made me step back maybe a little bit, even from my business was because it was like, holy cow, like I'm, I'm not allowed to like, have a little bit of downtime, you know what I mean? So mm. it's been a cool process coming back into it and all of that. But anyways, that just kind of really stood out to me. You know, a lot of people will say it over and over. It's not for the faint of heart. It's not, blah, blah, blah. you know, but, but either is anything else. Like you show up where you want to show up and where it should matter um, or you don't. And, you know, it directly will show in your marriage, in your parenting, in your business, in your friendships, like that, that, yeah. I was doing a, like a sales call thing yesterday that I was listening in on. And it said like, whatever results you're not getting are your, your fault. It's your fault. And it's just like, so true. And, and that's in any, that's not just in business. That's in marriage. That's in friendships. That's in the gym. That's all the things that's in life. Whatever mm -hmm. you're not getting, whatever's not, um, you know, whatever's not turning out the way you want it to, it's your fault. Yeah. And like, that's a great thing because that means you can fix it. If it's, if it's up to somebody else, you might be stuck in it for the rest of your life. It's not, it's up to you. Yeah. And especially again, you know, just like for us specifically, the tools that we have, the systems, the, <laughs> it's done for you. Like if you can show up and copy and paste, essentially, like you can be successful. Um, you just, you have to be willing. You also just have to be willing. Uh, again, it's mindset. It's a belief. Yeah. Um, God already gave you every single thing that you need to be successful. He's, he doesn't call for us to sit around and wait and just pray, pray, pray. He's like, no, I already gave you everything that you need to be successful. Are you going to use it or not? Take action. Um, yeah. So like you're basically, you're not glorifying God if you don't believe in yourself. And that should be a wake up call. Right. Okay. So, um, some of the chapters previous to this was saying, obviously the most important thing is that you have a clear vision. What is the vision? What is the reason? What is the why? What is the purpose? Right. Um, you also have to make sure that the people, um, that are in your organization or business or family or circle or whatever, are those people in the right seats? Mm. Like are the people in your right seats? We say it all of the time. Like, we're very careful as to who is, quote, sitting at our table. I'm very careful as to who I would allow to be on my team now because of things that have happened in the past. I'm very, very careful as to, you know, I'm still building my friendships here in Florida. Like, you know, I used to be someone that just knew everybody, was friends with everybody, you know, like everybody's my friend. And like, although I have a lot of acquaintances, I have a lot of great people in my classes and things like that. Like people are not just welcome at my table, you know? Um, and that's, that's something that, you know, again, discernment or just it comes with wisdom, I guess, you know? Yeah. Um, there's also managing your data. So, you know, 
looking at your numbers, um, looking at your last month, your last year, the last three months, the last quarter, whatever that looks like, like you should always be keeping track. Um, you have, you're never, ever, ever going to grow if you're just settling with like, okay, well, that's what my number was, right? Like, or we talk about going back to the vision, vision boards for nine years, every single month, I did a new vision board and I never fell short because it was right there. It was what I believed I could do. And so I did it. And then I didn't have, I had a blank vision board for so long, um, simply because I got stuck in fear or I got stuck in that moment. But now that my vision board's back up, everything's coming back. So once you have the clear vision, you have people that are in the right seats, that includes, you know, again, at home, your circle, your friendships, you're managing your data, um, you'll find out what's holding you back. Your ability to succeed is in direct proportion to your ability to solve your problems. Mm. That was a good one. I was like, oh, that's a gem, right? And then also it's less important what you decide than it is that that you decide. It's way less important what you decide than it is simply that you decide. All right. Because, so, because deciding means you're about to take action. You're about to take action, right? Um, and it'll talk about it a little bit more here. There's like di three different steps essentially, but like well, I'm, I'll just go through the steps. Mm -hmm. So the issue is called the issue solving track. So it's identify, discuss, and then solve. Okay. Identify, make it mandatory that everyone, again, this can just be in your family. This can be in your business. This can be with your mentor, a one-on-one -on -one mm -hmm. meeting, you know, whatever it is, make it mandatory that every time you're having a meeting, you're coming to the table with at least two issues. Hmm. All right. It's always good to point out what's good but it's more important to figure out what's not good, mm -hmm. like what's not working. All right. That's what we need to fish, fix, fix. <laughs> <laughs> if it's a, okay, then there's kind of three different stages of that too. Is it a true problem? Like, is this a problem? It's funny because or... I'm thinking of all this in like marriage. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like, is it a, is it a true problem or is somebody irritated? Right. So like, is it a true problem? Is it just information that needs to be communicated and agreed to? Mm -hmm. Like, is it just a conversation that needs to happen, right? right? Or is it just an idea that needs feedback? Like, maybe you're like, hey, could this be better? You know, do you have, like, maybe I haven't found the best solution or I haven't found the best way yet to do this. Do you have something that's working for you, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Again, going back to like the marriage or the uh, relationship or whatever, um, me being in a relationship now where I actually do everything completely opposite of what I've done before. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's for both of us, you know, it's just every single day we do Bible study, like no matter what. So for us, we do Bible studies that talk about, um, you know, either pre-marriage dating, godly dating, or, or even marriage, like what, yeah. what does it mean to have that successful marriage? Like, that's what we want to make sure we're doing. Um, but also, it's just a lot of honesty. It's a lot of like yesterday we like got into a little tiny thing. It doesn't happen very often, um, but it did. And just the ways that each of us for a hot second, it was like, ah! you know, yeah. like we were both a little like elevated or whatever. And then it was done. Right. Yep. And yep. it was just amazing because we actually, instead of being like pointing fingers or angry or defensive, you know, cause we both were really good at being defensive people in the past. Yeah. And so yeah. we quickly knew that that was something that we had to do different. 
Like if we're going to be different, we have to be different. Yeah. Um, so it's just incredible to see how that pans out. And again, I think what's keeping us there on track and able to do that still um, is because we're doing the daily Bible study. Like we're inviting God into every single day of our relationship um, so that we can remember like to stick to that. So, yeah, you know, and I think like, I think people like you right there felt like you needed to say it doesn't happen very often because it's like, there's this like stigma. Oh, they, they are right. They're fighting yeah, or whatever. Yeah. No yeah. relationships are literally rupture, yeah. repair, rupture, repair, rupture, repair. Yeah. That it's the repair that yeah. keeps you going. There's always going to be things. You're two different people trying to yeah. live one life together. There's always going to be ruptures. The The important part is how you repair and the yeah. fact that you guys know, like, okay, it's easy to become defensive. We don't want to do that. We want to do this differently because we want to be different. So like, yeah. that's, it's so good. Like, in fact, it's like, it's so great that that happened because you're probably yeah. closer now today than you were yesterday because you repaired. Yeah. Yeah, it was so cute. Like I had, I don't know, it was three or four months that we were dating. And I told you like, Oh, we, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. we have this thing, yep. you know, and you were like, praise God. I'm <laughs> still sick of this, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, we're doing great. Oh, He's so God. great. I love him so much. Listen, yeah. you need to rupture and repair a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I would rupture, okay? um, but it's, but it's true because that's also, you know, like we're very, very similar and we teach each other so much, even though we're so similar, we have like almost the identical core wounds, you know, Mm. so we understand each other very well. Um, but we are very different. Men and women are different, you know, and even though I was different masculine female for so long and now I'm not, thank God, I love to be a woman, you know? Um, but I still am a chick. I still have, hurt feeling sometimes, yep, or, you know, yep. because we're so honest, there's things that he shares with me that I'm like, oh. yeah. And he's, he's like, baby, I'm a man. Like, you know what I mean? But I'm just mm-hmm. like, praise God. Like how awesome that he, a respects me enough, but also we respect each other enough. And so we can have these conversations. Like we mm-hmm. talk about everything, the things yeah. we did, things we, you know, like, um, so it's really good. And yeah, not, yeah. Like you're saying, not that it happens often, um, because it doesn't happen often, right? Because, I, yes, but it is yeah. important that it happens. And yes. That's another point of this. Yes, um, you know, and I'll get to that too. But it is important. Um, if I would have not shared all along from the beginning, I overshare. Like yeah. I, I'm a question. I have a lot of questions. I tell him everything. You know what I mean? And I've never done that again. I've never done that before. So right. again, I want to do everything differently. Um, and we both would be in a very different position right now if we both weren't doing those very different things. So. That's I love that because it means that you've done so much healing and that the shame oh, yeah. is gone and that you're able to share some of that. And I yeah. love that you both have similar like past so that you're able it doesn't cause one to feel shame, right? Because it's yeah. like, oh no, I totally understand that. That was kind of hard for us because I was the shitty one and <laughs> he he's like the prized golden boy. And so it was hard and it still is hard to like, you know, I don't, I didn't share a lot because it's just yeah. like, wow, like you won't, you won't <laughs> oh, understand oh, that. <laughs> you know, like you well, like he just wouldn't understand. Absolutely. And so yeah. that, and then, you know, I'm thinking too, like we got married so quickly that all of our, we hadn't had a rupture before we got married really. Well, I can think of one, um, yeah. but, but 
I was still just very immature and uh, I had been um, the, the fighting in my past relationships had been so volatile, violent, scary. Um, so I fought like that and he does not fight like that. He doesn't fight period. And so it was just learning so much learning, you know, but we had to do all that learning after we were already married. So it's just so important. Yeah. To that's how it was for me too. Um, it it is really important to know and to go through, through and you know that's a lot of people ask us all the time like oh you're not living together yet or Mm -hmm. how come you're not engaged yet or you know Mm -hmm. whatever and for us like we we are going to get married like we know yeah (laughs) um but we want to that's another we both have done things quickly we both you know what i'm saying so like there's no rush yeah i just read something that the average couple dates 4.9 years before they get married which i was surprised that's a long time yeah. I mean, I, I, and I mean, <laughs> I, I, I definitely, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's also because a lot of people are playing marriage before they're right. Yes, they're playing right. House. And so right. it is like, do I want to live with him and spend every night with him and all those things? Absolutely. Of course I do, but we just don't. Yeah. Um, again, cause we're doing it differently. Yes. Um, so yeah, it, that is really important. Um, and you're right. I think too, in the beginning for a lot of people, like one or the other person will just kind of like let things slide and, you know, be like, Oh, I don't want to be complaining or, you know, yes, I love sushi. (laughs) Oh, I don't. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Snorkel. Sure. (laughs) Yeah. But, oh, I'm just, other things you know one thing um just is setting clear boundaries and expectations for others to see I think we do a really good job at like you know have we both had people sliding into our dms before you know just things like that um whereas like now we're very clear and intentional when we're in public even on social media now you know just like things like that like we are a strong couple and we're going to stay that way so that other things don't come into our relationship. Right. Um, And, you know, I think because like, I've always had a lot of guy friends, he's always had a lot of girlfriends, you know, things like that. Like it wasn't, you know, so it's just like setting different. It's not, we obviously trust each other a hundred percent, but like now if it's going to be different, it's going to be different. And like, our pastors will say, like, you're not going to see me riding in a car with another female. Right. You're just not. You're yeah. not going to see me out to lunch with another female if my wife is not there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. it's not, there's not going to be a business meeting with a female that my wife is not involved in or, yeah. you know. I remember just, going to a, a, the first time, like, I came in, I don't know, that that kind of concept made a lot of sense to me. Like, I went to an Al-Anon meeting and they like, it was very blatant. Like you don't reach out to a man here. If you're a woman, if you're a woman, you reach out to a woman, you're sponsored by a woman. You can, you know, you, if you have questions, if you need guidance, women reach out to women, men reach out to men. And that makes so much sense because especially in a situation, you're so vulnerable in a situation like that. And when you start sharing those intimate details of your life, you know, it, you can run into some definite problems, line crossing for sure. Yeah no line crossing. Um, you know, just, you don't, 
I was, I, I hate to say a victim, but, you know, I was a topic of conversation to my neighbors and my own family and this person and that person and this person previously. And it's like, okay, I'm the one over here still being respectful and loyal, even though, um, <laughs> what's actually going on. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know like, right. so just those things too, like, you know, we don't call people and complain when about we, the other person. Yeah. About the other person. Like we just won't do that. You know, do I share, have I shared with you like, Oh, we kind of had a, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. Cause you're my girlfriend. You're my sister in Christ. You and know? you've never shared it with me before you've repaired. Yeah. You know, you're like, we're good now. This is what happened. And that's fine. And you're never, you've never like said, he did this. You've never said that. It's always just like, this is what happened. We both had hurt feelings or whatever. And then we talked about it, you know, yeah. like, well, I think what I used to, in my first marriage, I did that all the time. Like I'd call, I called everybody. I, I rallied my troops because I, I, did. yeah, absolutely. he, he did this. He did that. I, I like wanted people to hate him in that moment. And then he yeah. and I would repair, but everybody else still hated him. And that was so hard because then it's like, Oh, we're coming over for dinner to my parents and I've told them everything that just happened. And of course I'm their daughter. They're, they're, you know, they're scared for me. They, they don't want me treated that way. And, um, and of course when I would do the bad things, I wasn't running out and telling anybody, yeah. you know, like you keep that to yourself. Like I, yeah, I learned that too. Like I, I do not yeah. do that at all. And I was a, a yeah, same rally the troops. Yes. Uh, you know, the defensive thing, you know, it's just because when you've also been misunderstood or like you did bad things in the past, but then, you know, I mean, it's just, everybody's got their stuff. Yeah. Um, so that again, we are very blessed in that realm that we're, we have a lot of the similar things. And so we understand each other. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's important. Um, for anybody. So yeah, again, this is not just for business. I would right. say more so any of these things like really need to start at the home. Yeah. Um, but I do love that. Like you're saying that at, at Al-Anon, at wherever, like, yeah, we're going to vent sometimes, but you know, and you know, me too, I'm like, you don't say certain things out loud. Like mm, just, yeah. you don't, <laughs> um, he used to like say, you know, I mean, it, it's an inevitable, like we're going to fight, you know, we're going to hurt each other. And I'm like, no, I just don't believe, you know, right. <laughs> Not like that's ignorance to say we're never going to fight or you yeah. know, whatever. Um, but you can, when you're intentional, you know, and, and sometimes it's hard to, to go back to how it was in the beginning or to undo. Right. It's yeah. almost like, as long as it takes you to get to where you are, it might take that long to undo it, you know, yeah. so that's a good opportunity to start, you know, doing some of those things. So make it mandatory that everyone comes to the meeting with two issues. Yeah. Um, okay. Here's, this is really great. <laughs> Most causes of the real issues are people in the wrong seat. Mm. Okay. So now I'm thinking marriage. If a woman is trying to lead, that's not yeah. how it's supposed to be. The man is supposed to lead. The wife is yeah. supposed to submit. Mm hmm. That's a hard one. <laughs> mm -hmm. and, then, and then the same in business. Like if you don't have, like the leaders should be leading and you, you know, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, or it's like, okay, something happened with the shipping and, da -da 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 -da, and then you come to realize like, well, Sam was supposed to be in 
charge of shipping, but he dropped the ball here and, you right. know, and, or maybe like they're not in the wrong seat, but they're doing something that could be done differently or better. Um, so yeah, that's a good one. Okay. So the discussing part, identify the true problem before. So, right. We're first identifying what the issue is before you discuss, because otherwise what happens? You get into a discussion and it starts to veer this way and this way and this way and this way and this way. <laughs> Just um, like this podcast. <laughs> um, but then this is the opportunity to, to say what they have to say about the issue, right? So everybody now has the opportunity to say what they want to say. Um, in business, it says, you know, to have like a couple of different lists, like here's the ASAP list. Like these are the things we have to address at this meeting today. Mm. You know, these are things that are on our, you know, on our radar for next time or whatever. If it becomes redundant, it's time to move on. It's kind of like, there's always one, right? There's always one who diverges from the original purpose or course. Like, especially when you're in leadership, you know, or, or a circle of friends, or, you know, it's like, there's always seems to be the one person that everyone's like, oh, great. Yeah. As soon as they open their mouth, right? You're, everyone's done. Everyone's checked out because you know, it's not going to get anywhere. Right. Um, so they were saying that they, there was this one specific team that they worked with and it always, that's always how it happened. It just, everything was redundant. You know, it's time to move on. And so he went on the chalkboard in huge letters and wrote, tangent alert all right mm. and what is tangent basically it's irrelevant like this is irrelevant what you're saying right now is irrelevant so you're off on a tangent yeah you're on a tangent move on yeah um you also have to have somebody that's in a leadership position that's able to just call that out right mm -hmm. like yes we want people to be able to share their feelings we want your vision to be so clear that everybody on your team is on the same wavelength, not to say that everybody's always going to get along or have the right. I shouldn't even say the right. Not everybody's always going to have the same idea, mm -hmm. but it's how you agree to disagree. It's how you come back together. It's, how, it's that everybody on the team sees the same vision and has the same respect, I would say, for one another. Okay. Um, then the last step would be to solve. So a solution or conclusion that becomes an action step or is put on the to-do list. All right. When the vision is clear, the solving issues becomes much easier. Everyone's on the same page. Um, and then three types of resolutions will occur. So either the issue is solved and then we just need to take the action. Like, okay, now we know what the issue is. We know why this was happening. These are the steps that we're going to take. Or the issue is merely awareness, all right? So like the awareness is like, okay, now we know that all of the meetings always start late, you know, we get off on a tangent. And so we know that for sure the meeting's gonna start at three o'clock on the dot and we're not gonna go past 3.30. If anybody gets off topic, that matter will get moved to the list for the next time. Mm -hmm. um, and then the last one would be um, an issue needs more research or facts for the next meeting. So maybe it's something that was brought up, you know, um, but we need to now, somebody has to be in charge of researching that so we don't get on a tangent and then we can bring it to the next thing. Yep. Um, and then this was cute. So it said like the 10 commandments for solving issues. Number one, thou shall not rule by consensus. All right. Many times everybody will agree, but sometimes they don't. So somebody um, or a smaller group has to be in charge of making the final decision period. All right. 
then it said thou shall not be a weenie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So just simply put, like, don't be that person that once you open your mouth, everybody's like, oh, here she goes, right? Like, are you always complaining? Are you always negative? Are you always finding the wrong thing? Like, that's not constructive at all. Um, And maybe that means that you're not at the right table, right? Maybe for yourself. If you're that miserable, like you might just have to decide too before they decide for you, like, hey, maybe this isn't the best fit for you. Um, Thou shall be decisive. So it was a John C. Maxwell thing where it said 25,000 people failed just because they lacked the ability to make decisions, but several hundred millionaires make decisions quick. Mm. Like, don't talk about it, be about it was kind of what came to my mind. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Just make a decision, roll with it. If it doesn't work, give it, but you can't stay stuck. Yeah. That's like what you're saying. Like, it's more important to make a decision than what the decision is. Just make a dang decision. Yeah. Yeah. Um, This one's huge. Uh, Thou shall not rely on secondhand information. Like if you're, I'm the person, like if something was brought up or somebody said something and I'm a person that will get everybody in the same room. Like mm-hmm. I'm not playing the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, don't, don't rely on secondhand information. Um, and then thou shall fight for the greater good, right? Putting egos, titles, and emotions aside. Like again, hopefully the people that are in your organization or your family or your life. Marriage. Yeah. Marriage. Mm-hmm. Like hopefully those are the right people. Um, but you have to put away all of those things, your pride, emotions, you know, like fight for the greater good. What is the greater good of your family? Um, what is the greater good of your organization? What is the greater good for your children? You know, like if you're in a co-parenting situation, like, are we really arguing? Does this matter? Right. <laughs> does this matter right now? Yeah. <laughs> well, that that kind of goes back to like when you when you are fighting to win, rather than fighting to actually come up with a solution. um, That is not great because I think a lot of times you get caught up. We talked about this um, with blending families and whatnot. Like a lot of times, especially in a tumultuous divorce or whatever, it's just about the parent wants to win against the other parent. And that is never in the best interest of the kid. So that's what that's making me think of. It's so tacky. And mm-hmm. just like that, I used to be the one who would win. Yeah. Um, that's another Jay and I thing. We always were, we were good at winning. Mm-hmm. Um, I've said it on here before, man, my words, whew, yeah. I didn't you. even have to fight. Like yeah. I would shut anybody down with my words. Like mm-hmm. you were not going to win versus me. Um, and so that was like the first thing and the first couple of little things that we got into. I was like, listen, I'm not here to be right. Mm. I'm not here to win, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to not say what's on my mind because also what I have to say actually holds a lot of value. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. I'm also one of those people that I don't just say something just to say it. Mm -hmm. Like chances are I've researched it. I know the statistic or whatever, you know what I'm saying? So again, that sounded kind of contradictory. Like, again, I'm not here to win or be right but I'm here because I think this is for the greater good for us. Right. Right. You know? mm-hmm. So I guess there's a fine line there. Yeah. Um, thou shall not try to solve them all. Mm. Okay. So take one of the issues at a time. Um, me being a problem solver, sometimes I like want to fix everything and then mm-hmm. that, that's not productive either. Right. Well, it's overwhelming. And I think <laughs> if you're trying to fix everything, you're not going to fix anything well. Yes, absolutely. Yep. 
um, take one issue at a time. Mm -hmm. Start there, then move on. Yeah. This is a good one too. Thou shall either live with it, end it, or change it. Mm. Right? Like how many people do you know? Kind of the same thing. There's always that one. How many people do you know that you hear the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over again, but you're like, What's the definition of insanity? What have you done about it? Yeah. If you don't change it, you choose it. You choose it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. a great one. Yeah. Um, okay. Here's, this is huge too. Thou shalt choose short-term pain and suffering, meaning you solve it now rather than later. Mm-hmm. So you choose the short-term pain and suffering. You choose to have the conversation right now. Like yep. this is an issue. It needs to be addressed. It's going to be a difficult conversation, but we'll make it through it. If we don't, yeah, you will have long-term suffering. Or what I'm thinking of is like, if you're not choosing to take care of your body now, you're going to end up. Oh gosh. If you don't, what did they say? If you're not taking care of your wellness, you're going to have to take care of your illness or whatever. Um, But like expensive, you should see what sickness, you know. Right, right. These small steps toward the greater good. Like you're going to, you know, if I spend an hour a day in the gym, it's going to pay dividends at the later parts of my life. Right. Yeah. Like, do you want to be playing tennis when you're 80 or do you want to be with a walker? Like playing with your grandchildren or yeah, exactly. Your Mm -hmm. great grandchildren, your, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, it's, you know, again, living down here now, I see many 90 year olds at the gym. Yeah. (laughs) Right. You're just not going to see that back home. You're not mm-hmm. going to see that where we're from. And, you know, I do believe a lot of the reason is because of a lot of darkness and cold and, you know, mm-hmm. like the people that are down here, like it's sunny and 95 almost every day, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like people are outside, people play pickleball or they play tennis, or at least they're getting out for their walks. My grandma lived to be 96 years old and are living in her home by herself, yeah. you right. know, for all of those years. But you know what? She was out walking all around the neighborhood for all those years, you know, like you, I was thinking how important it is to live in a home with stairs. Um, because when I was at Steven Sonia's, you had to go three floors and I got like, I mean, I would climb that thing like freaking one day. It was like 28 times (laughs) that I climbed the stairs. I'm like, this is so good for me. Like that is so good for you. I never climbed stairs here really because everything I need is on the main floor. So, I mean, I may go downstairs to get something out of the freezer or something, but I mean, that like is a lot of exercise actually. Yeah. And good to keep your knees. Yeah. So good. Whatever lubed up. Yeah. Um, okay. So kind of the same thing, I guess it goes with that. Thou shall enter the danger zone. The issue that you fear the most is the one that needs to be addressed period. Right. Yep. I just was, I just posted something about like, do the thing you hate the most first, because then everything else after that is easy. Cause you're going to push off the thing that you hate the most. And then you're going to dread it and you're going to think about it and you're going to, it's going to like drag you down. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And then number 10 is just, thou shall take a shot. You propose a solution, right? Sometimes the discussion drags on so long simply because everyone else is afraid to just voice a solution. Mm-hmm. That's where you need a strong leader. And like that can be in your marriage. You you need yeah. a strong, a strong man that will lead yeah. your family and say like uh, this. Uh, okay. We've talked about it. This is what we're doing. Yeah. And you know, again, I know there's a lot of single moms out there and you know, you're, you're doing the best for your children and you know, 
I do know now for a fact, maybe I had heard it before or whatever, but like a strong man is not looking for a strong masculine woman, meaning like a strong, don't get me wrong. Like Jay loves that. Like I'm a savage. Sometimes I think I shared it on here. One day I was talking to him about something and he goes, no, I mean, I think like for you, it's not like you're like super bold or taking control. Of <laughs> and you're like, what? Whatever. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Have we met? <laughs> okay. So I am complete, you know, but like all to say, like he gets to finally see the stuff that I was actually created to be all along, like right. all along the hard ass me was just the protected me. Yes, right? like, exactly. I still have always been this big ball of mush inside. I've still been the hopeless romantic, the lose a guy in 10 days, like all the sappiest movies, you know what I mean? Like, um, and so like, it, it's, it's just such a different world. And then there's this guy, I follow him all the time, Jake Woodward on um, Instagram. He's also got a podcast, him and his wife are on. She's so sweet. Like, and it's so cute, just like, it sounds like Jay and I, when I listen to their podcast and stuff like that, you know, again, cause like, I'm like, maybe, blah, 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 blah. you know, it's like been three hours and we, he calls and I have like a thousand things to say, <laughs> you know, and he's like, wow, baby, <laughs> you know, and like the wife too, she's like, yeah, I mean, it's been three hours. You know how much stuff happens in three hours, but it's cool because you know, I also, it's been a long time. I'm, I'm not going to say I've never had that, but like Jay's, he's my best friend. He's one of my best friends. You know, like I do want to share all of that stuff with him. I'm not going to be like, ah, he's so annoying. Like, uh, you know, like I'm not going to talk about him. Same. Not, yeah. <laughs> well, but, right. Uh, and, and you're, but you don't do that. Yeah. Like yeah, you, yeah. you're like, oh, I'm annoyed with him, but you're not like, ah, she's so annoying. No, you're like, Jonathan is wonderful. He's lovely. Yes. I wish I wasn't so annoyed. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, and whatever you guys also are doing the thing. Like it's so awesome to watch and yeah. you know, just the change. And, and I think like, it's so important too. like, if you need help, yeah. And so that's in every aspect too. Like I was just thinking, like I'm about to hire another coach for like, there's this marriage thing that I've been wanting to do for a while. And it's like, I was like, man, I'm spending all this money. Like I hired a business coach. I hired a, like a wellness yeah. nutrition coach and now I'm going to hire this marriage coach. But also like, this is investing in yourself. This is investing in my future. This is investing in my business. This is investing in my health. This is investing in my marriage. Like what better thing if I'm, if I'm like scrambling and hustling to make all this money, then I want to put it, I want to invest in myself. And yeah. I think that pays dividends. I really do. I think that there's no, no price you can put on a healthy marriage. There's no price you can put on, you know, like taking good care of your body. There's just, it's just like the most important thing you could put your money Absolutely. into. Same. Yeah. Like even when I lost a lot of my income, like I'm never going to give up my supplements or going to the gym or, you know, yeah. um, being around wise people, you know, Jay and I are going to start premarital counseling, not mm -hmm. just a class or two before you get married. Like most yeah. people, right. For us, it's important that we're honoring God, that yeah. we are doing these things like, you know, and, and, and I'm sure there will be parts of that, that like, maybe it's things we haven't addressed yet that right. we should. Right. Um, and it, you know, but it's so important to do that work first. Um, and, you know, you'll always hear us say, like, I say it every day in my spin class, in order to be the best for anybody else, you have to be the best for yourself first. Mm -hmm. But 
you can be the best for yourself all of the time. But then if you're not letting that flow into like you're saying, like, oh my gosh, now I'm going to, you know, how awesome, like to hire a marriage coach or do a marriage focused thing or go on a marriage retreat or do the marriage classes at church or do the marriage conference or, you know, whatever, um, you know, you don't get to a destination and then it just, then you're done. Right. you need to continue. Don't you remember when you were turning 40? I'm like, I love my 40s. Mm-hmm. Like, I love being more wise yeah. and um, dependable and accountable and, you know, all of those things. And, you know, Jay's 46 and it's, I joke all the time. I'm like, oh, my old man. Cause some of the things <laughs> he does, he's like an old man. And I'm like, praise God. I'm yeah. like the old man version of Jay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know I mean? Right. Right. Praise God. We both chose sobriety. Praise God. You and Jonathan don't mm-hmm. get drunk. You mm-hmm. know, um, we, if we would have met at a different stage in our life, yeah, it would have turned out the same way that it did. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's yeah. the healing, it's the intentionality, it's the constant work. Yeah. And it's um, God's perfect timing. Perfect timing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, that was great. That was really, really good because it really did. I the whole time I didn't think about business the entire time. I literally oh. thought about you know yeah. just relationships, and that was so good because it can apply to so many different things. So thank you for sharing. And that. I think that, that, that just means also again, it's it's maturity. It's maturity mm. in your relationship. It's it's for both of us, for you and I, as much as we've always loved Jesus, like we are so much more mature in our faith Yeah, um, and how we want to carry ourselves like Proverbs 31, you know, mm-hmm. like being just, you know, growing into like our purpose um, so beautifully unfolding. Like, yeah. you know, it's, it's yeah. We are definitely different people than we were when we started this podcast. Like, I, I don't even know if I would want to go back and listen, but it might be kind of interesting. <laughs> Maybe we should do that. We should like, we just, should find a couple to like re-air. Yeah. For re-air. people that are new or something, like. Maybe like a funny one or something. Or something that would like, be kind of fun. Because you know what I was thinking? Now I'm just talking to you and we'll get off here. We've been on forever. But I was thinking like what a bummer it is that like in the podcasting world, like basically none of your past work matters because mm-hmm. no one really goes back and listens. It's like, you know, once they find you late, they may subscribe or start listening or whatever. But we have some so like valuable, like we've had amazing guests on. We've shared such valuable information and it's kind of all just like, it's obviously there, but people yeah. rarely, I feel like, will go back and like catch up and listen. Um, but you would see quite a metamorphosis uh, if you were to listen from the beginning. I mean, just my mouth alone. <laughs> yeah, our, our mouths uh, and like yeah. my eating disorder. And like once a month, maybe two, we like. Aaron, we and then we like re- we talk about it or something. Yeah. Okay, now now we'll have to talk about this. Okay, yeah. all right, everybody, thank Bye you guys. for thank you for tuning in. Uh, we will. I hope you have a great week. Happy Monday. Um, go to Sound of Freedom. I think it's just so important, and we'd love to hear what you thought of it. And um, y'all are the best. Thank you for listening. Love you guys. Later. Okay, that's a wrap on another episode of Activate. Stay up to date by following Steph underscore view and Kristen Lee Ballard on Instagram. Please share this episode and rate and review us today on iTunes. Thanks for being here. We love y'all. Later.